Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, Above All Else. atheist lecturer was parading up and down the countryside, pouring out his 
hatred against the very thought of God and heaping ridicule upon all those foolish enough to believe in God and in the Bible as the Word of God. On one occasion, he addressed a group gathered in a large hall. His wordy eloquence stirred them to a high pitch and deeming himself master of the situation, he hurled a challenge to Almighty God. If there be a God, he challenged him to reveal himself by smiting the atheist to death. When God did not do this, the man turned to his audience and exclaimed, See, there is no God. Whereupon a little woman, poorly dressed, arose to her feet. She addressed her remarks directly to the atheist and said, Sir, I cannot answer your arguments. Your learning is beyond me. With your superior intelligence, will you answer me one question? I have been a believer in Christ for many years. I have rejoiced in his salvation, and I have enjoyed my Bible. His comfort has been a tremendous joy. If when I die I come to learn that there is no God, that Jesus is not the Son of God, and the Bible is not true, and that there is no salvation or heaven, pray, sir, what have I lost believing in Christ during this life? The room was very still. The audience quickly grasped the logic of the woman's question. Then they turned to the atheist, who was swayed by the woman's simplicity. In quiet tones, he answered, Madame, you won't stand to lose a thing. Hearing this, the woman spoke again. You have been kind to answer my question. Permit me to ask another. If when it comes time for you to die, and you discover that the Bible is true, that there is a God, that Jesus is His Son, that there is a heaven and a hell, pray, sir, what will you stand to lose? The atheist had no answer. Believers are often asked, how do you know the Bible is true? How do you know there is a heaven and a hell? Our answer is the Bible itself. If you give the Bible a fair chance, it will prove itself to be the very Word of God. No man or group of men could ever write a book like the Bible, a book that could discern the thoughts and the intents of the heart, a book written over a space of a thousand years, and yet all its parts fit into an ever-unfolding master plan a book of inexhaustible wisdom which is spiritually discerns and hides its riches from the natural or the unsaved mind of man. The Bible is not a guest book. It abounds in we know and I know statements, one of which is, I know whom I believe and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Listen now as Penny Harris, Cheryl Howman, and Carol Johnson sing for us this beautiful song entitled, People Need the Lord.
Our list of Joy in the Morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for morning worship service. We invite you to listen or to watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altoonabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. And if you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at 942-2131. Listen now as Don Lango plays for us the violin this wonderful song, Fairest Lord Jesus. Many years ago, a missionary by the name of E.P. Scott was walking along the streets of a Mindu village in India. He noticed a native coming toward him in a costume quite different from any he had ever seen before. The missionary turned to a friend and asked him if he could identify the man. The friend said, This man is from a wild tribe who live far in the interior of the country. As Scott asked more and more questions, he learned that this tribe had never heard the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then I will go and bring the story to them, replied Scott. No, don't do it, urged his friends, pointing out the dangers of visiting this wild country. But he felt compelled. I must at least give them an opportunity to hear the gospel, he replied. So he began his preparations for the long and dangerous trip. When he was ready, he traveled into the interior for two days. 
As he walked along, he kept turning over in his mind ideas how he could present the message to them in the most effective manner. Suddenly, he was startled to see a party of savages spring out of the bushes. They surrounded him, pointing their spears and dancing about, jabbering excitedly in their native tongue. It seemed to be the end for Scott. From his heart, he offered up a prayer for wisdom and courage. Then, trying not to show his alarm, he closed his eyes and took up his violin, which he was carrying. He began to sing and play, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name. As he proceeded, the natives became quieter and quieter. As he finished, a strange sight met his eyes. They had dropped their spears and stood gazing at him in awe. He had broken the ice. Later, he learned that they were the same tribe that he was trying to reach. Scott remained with these primitive people for two years. And before he left, he had the joy of seeing the entire tribe abandon their idols and turn to Lord Jesus Christ. Although these natives did not understand the words of the hymn as it was sung and played, God used it to soothe their fury and save the lives of the missionary. Music has always been important to believers, and the hymn Mr. Scott chose to play that day is one that can speak to all of us the greatness and the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to the words of the song as Larry Grable, Cheryl Howman, and John and Penny Harris sing for us, Don't Be Afraid. Oh, 
Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors will be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for our Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is rightly dividing the word of truth, the 70 weeks of Daniel. This morning, we will be finishing our study in Daniel 9, the 70 weeks of Daniel. We're going to study how the church, the body of Christ, fits into Daniel's 70 a week. Does Daniel's prophecy concerning the 70 weeks have anything to do with the church, the body of Christ. 2 Timothy 2.15 Study to show thyself to prove unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And go back again and read Daniel 9.24-27. Remember the outline. Seven weeks, 62 weeks, an after, and a final week. The 70 weeks were for Daniel's people the nation of Israel, and Daniel's holy city, Jerusalem. When the 70 weeks of 490 years had been filled, there would be six things that would be accomplished, Daniel 9.24. The 70 weeks, the six things are all for the nation of Israel, the holy city of Jerusalem, and nothing here in Daniel 9 is connected to the church, the body of Christ. The first 69 weeks of Daniel ran uninterruptedly. They ran consecutively. They had a beginning time, then there was an end time, and then after the end, the after, there were two major events, the cutting off of the Messiah in a war, and then the final week, the 70th week, really the tribulation period. The church, the body of Christ, could not have started anywhere during the 69 weeks, which would include the earthly ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. There are some who will go to Matthew 16, 18, and see the word church there, and they would believe that the church, the body of Christ, began at this point during the earthly ministry of Christ. How is that possible when this verse would have been given and related to the time frame during the 69 weeks of Daniel, the 69 weeks of the 70 weeks of Daniel's prophecy? There was a prophetic gap between the 69th week and the 70th week. And during this prophetic gap, God inserted the church, the body of Christ. Remember, the body of Christ was a mystery. It was a secret never revealed before the Apostle Paul. And again, I would encourage you to read Daniel 9.24 and those six things. And you will see that those six things will be fulfilled after the completion of the 70 weeks, the 490 years. And one of those is to bring in everlasting righteousness, and that is the kingdom. Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 2. You see the words, the dispensation of the grace of God. In Ephesians 3, 3, you see the word, the mystery. Ephesians 3, 5 says, Which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as is now revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. And the mystery is not the salvation of Gentiles. It's what verse 6 talks about. It's Jews and Gentiles joint heirs in a body. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 8 says, And to me who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. And that word unsearchable means untraceable. You can't trace the riches of Christ out in the Old Testament. 
The Old Testament prophets predicted about the first coming of Christ, the incarnation, his earthly ministry, his death, his burial, his resurrection, about the second coming of Christ, about the tribulation period, but they never saw anything about the church, the body of Christ. They couldn't have. It was a mystery. It was not hidden in types and shadows of the Old Testament. It was hid in God. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 9 shows us this. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 10. Of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that could come unto you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory which shall follow. Let me just share a few examples. Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. In Isaiah 61, verses 1 and 2, the Lord Jesus Christ in a synagogue in Nazareth, Luke chapter 4, reads Isaiah 61 and part of verse number 2 and states, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. But he left off about the words, the days of vengeance, because they were not fulfilled during his earthly ministry, but they will be fulfilled in the future. Isaiah 63, verses 1 to 4, Isaiah writes about a man coming from Edom. His garments are red. This This is a reference to the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Zechariah 14, Zechariah writes about the battle of Armageddon, the second coming of Christ, when he will come to the Mount of Olives. And the Mount of Olives is what? It's going to split. And then he talks about the kingdom of God on earth. In each of these Bible verses, the prophets were given future prophecies concerning future events like the second coming, Armageddon, the kingdom. But not in any of those Bible verses, they contain any message concerning the church, the body of Christ, or about grace. So we need to keep in mind the body of Christ was a mystery. It was hid with God and not revealed to the Apostle Paul. And when you think about the 70 weeks of Daniel, 69 weeks have been fulfilled. The final week is a seven-year tribulation period, which is for the nation of Israel, not the church. And this is another reason to understand and preach the pre-tribulation rapture of the church, the body of Christ. If you would like a chart on the explanation about the 70 weeks and how they're outlined, please contact us here at the Altoona Bible Church. We'd love to help you in your study of God's Word. It is so important to study God's Word. It's important for us as believers to rightly, rightly divide God's Word. been listening to Joy in the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received a real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Jesus is my king.